Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Comedian, actor, radio host, best-selling author. He has been performing stand-up comedy since he's 16 years old. Best known for his roles in the blockbuster films such as Jerry Maguire, Picture Perfect, Suicide Kings, and, of course, Saturday Night Live. You are one of my favorite people. Wow. Ever, Jay that Moore. Makes me, that makes me feel good, Wendy Sloan. We've we've met on uh, the social media things, and you know, of course, I'm not going to mention all the dating apps we keep <laughs> matching on. But um, I knew there was going to be a good reason for all of this. I don't know what happened. All fun and games until we get disconnected. Mm. <laughs> this is I'm going- holding my phone in my hand so I can see that it doesn't. You know, our first date. Bumped. Is going well. Let me. A first date wouldn't be over the phone, my love. I would take you out for ice cream. That's that's uh, perfect. That's a smart, smart first date. Perfect. Love ice cream. Had some last night. What's, what's your favorite flavor? Uh, mint chip. Good. What really about good. what about you? Uh, sea salt caramel. Oh, we're off to a good start. I like that. See that? I like it. It's getting better already. I'm telling you. Look, I'm a. Uh, I'm sort of a part-time person, but when I'm there, I'm I'm entirely full-time. I love it. I have to tell you something. I, you know, I'm single now for the first time in I don't know 20 years. Dating apps. What a bunch of cowards! Oh my gosh. Do you do them? Yeah. Then most of the comments I get from girls, women are, "Hey, uh, it's like first of all, you can't prove you're you. It's sort of impossible. It's just Kafka-esque." Uh, exercise and futility where somebody goes, but how do I know it's really you? And you don't know if, you know, they know who you are. Or they, you know, you don't want to make the assumption they think you're a famous comedian, but then you can't really prove you're you unless you show the person like your passport or something. It's, it's And my passport says John. So, <laughs> so you're you know, definitely, it's very odd. yeah, that's, that's not good. It, it It's scary because I could put your picture up and say I'm you. I hope you do. But do it on like grinder. do it on like a man, man, site let me know how i do please <laughs> okay. and by the way women women please stop using filters in your photos please it doesn't stop using filters i go on a date and i'm like oh you're not a panda <laughs> uh they keep me out of the zoo when i try to date them there oh god i'm i'm divorced a long time i haven't hit the dating app yet but you know now you're making me not want to well don't be afraid Okay. Do not hit dating apps out of fear. That's why I said cowards about the dating apps, because everybody wants to be a pen pal. They just want to text and text and text because it's a moat around a castle. They keep you at a distance, or you can keep them at a distance, but you still have a suitor. You still have a gentleman caller, but they're out there, and you still feel sated and good that somebody likes you. That's all true. That's life coach, Jay Moore. By the way, Coach JJ37 at gmail.com. I can help you. It's not a joke. <laughs> I will get you. I'm not kidding. It's an absolute home run. I know it's weird. That's comedian for life. I don't even like the words life coach, but I will clean the lens from which you look through life. Perfect. Jay, you have 30 million downloads on your podcast. I'm lucky if I have 20. That's 20, like 20, 19, 20. 
Jorge Posada was number 20, and he <laughs> might go to the Hall of Fame. So be proud. He was a switch-hitting catcher. That sounded very uh, odd. You, uh, you no, know, you uh, made my day. Thank you. The, uh, you no, know, now, I, now I don't feel bad. But after I said the boy dating apps, <laughs> he's a switch-hitting catcher. Um, I didn't know I had 30 million downloads until you just said it. I, I read that. Could be true, could not be true. No, it's true. I mean, the numbers don't lie. That's what's neat about a podcast is you can find out your demographic and who's listening, what sex they are, where they live, and what time they listen, how long they listen. And I love my podcast, More Stories, and there's a free app um, for it if people are interested. I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of it, too. I just want to be you, just for a day. Well, I'm going to be you on the dating app. (laughs) Yeah, you're funny. Let me tell you something, Wendy. I am an absolute powerless sucker for a callback you have me now i'm all yours i'm so I happy i don't even need the dating app i have you now it's perfect that's correct now i'm, I'm a part-time person but i'm told you when i'm there i'm full-time i know i'm gonna just call you mr 28 that's that mr 28 minutes that's fine <laughs> okay so you're also a volunteer wrestling coach but i read and i don't know if this is true that you're a two-time champion wrestler too uh the, I, I won two tournaments i wasn't a national champion or a state champion i was i was close Wow. Uh, in New Jersey, which is just a basket of crabs of wrestling. It is rough. <laughs> it's, it's probably, it's one of, it's the top three wrestling state for sure. Um, then I um, became terrible after high school when I tried to do it at the next level. And so now I coach at Palisades High School here. And I, it, it fulfills me. It consumes me. It's why I, I literally will stay up all night until the sun comes up watching film or I reading evolutionary evolutionary psychology, just seeing what I can apply to teenagers. Because you have to speak in bumper sticker. You have to speak in meme. It's so kid. true. You start, I was watching, yesterday I took my son, one of my wrestlers, and uh, the owner of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, we all went, and my friend Carl, we all went to watch the United States women, the national team wrestle uh, India and Mexico at the Wiltern Theater here in Los Angeles. And the one coach on the India and Mexico side, the second they came up to Matt, was just talking the whole time and giving them instructions. And just then somebody else was talking. They're fanning the person. They're massaging them. <laughs> you look at the American side. Coach wasn't talking at all. Oh. They were just they were just like rubbing the person's like like their cheek or rubbing like their arm. Like how you doing? Okay, calm down. You're good. Did Did you watch? Are you watching March Madness? No, oh. uh, I watched until Virginia Tech was out. Oh. Um, Buzz Williams is a great friend of mine and my mentor in coaching. And when Virginia Tech lost to Duke by one basket. Uh, crazy. Uh, Did you see the crazy. Maryland game? No, I have not been watching it. I just watched Virginia Tech. Okay. I can't lie to you. I'm, but all I am right. a turp at heart. Okay, I, I get that. I was out after kind of Maryland, then Florida State. I was really out. Hey, when, when Allen Iverson couldn't get into Maryland, that, I said, you know, I'm out. <laughs> All right, so take us back a little bit. Your dream job, Saturday Night Live. How fun was that? Uh, it was not fun uh, most of the time because of me. It was overwhelmingly <laughs> joyful, not because of me. I got to work with Chris Farley when I worked there uh, for two years. It was two years when Chris was completely sober. I want to point that out. And he is the most beautiful person I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life uh, who taught me you can have eternal life not through you know what it says in scripture but the way you live the light inside you he was I'm getting choked up right now you know oh, he, and I was we're not we weren't we weren't like friends I'm not a phony I just got to be around him for two years and it was 
warm. It was just warm, like the sun on your back. It, it was beautiful. And it was hard, though, because I was hard-headed. I was drunk. I'm an alcoholic. You know, I'm in recovery. And um, I had panic attacks, depression, loneliness, all that stuff. And I just mm. was a child. I was 22 years old. Yeah, baby. And I was just hard-headed. When the head writer says, go office to office and do your impressions to the writers, like a, I thought, like, like a salesman? Yeah, no way. But that's exactly what I should have done. Hmm. They don't know I can do Harvey Keitel. It never was, nobody's that weird to do that kind of an impression except me. <laughs> so I should have gone door to door and said, gentlemen, what on earth are you writing? Keep <laughs> the pencil to the damn paper. Who's going to be okay? <laughs> Nobody knows a white guy can do Forrest Whitaker, you know, or Tracy Morgan. But I know you do me, Jay Moore. You're legendary. That was good. That I remember good. Jay Moore had his shirt off when we were on the sailboat in Marino Del Rey, damn it. <laughs> I knew you were going to make me giggle through this whole thing. All right, so then you landed your career, you la- launched your career with Tom Cruise and the blockbuster Jerry Maguire. Who could forget that movie? People are still Not watching me. it. Yeah, they should. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. It's, it's a near-perfect film. It's great. Cameron Crowe wrote an exceptional script and directed a great movie with great parts, you know, and found Renee Zellweger. You know, here's a funny story about that. The kid, Jonathan Lipnicki, who became this iconic character, the human head weighs eight pounds. He was the second kid cast. The first kid cast filmed for two weeks and just kind of clammed up and mm-hmm. didn't really act and decided he didn't want to be in show business so they recast the part with Jonathan Lipnicki but there's one scene that there was a master shot when Tom Cruise comes out and everybody applauds him for writing the mission statement in the lobby of a giant hotel I don't know if you remember that scene yes but it's a giant shot from like the second floor of the floor of that uh giant room a lobby I guess of that hotel and you see Renee Zellweger just kind of leafing through a potted plant because that's where the other kid was sitting. <laughs> so they put a potted plant, they CGI'd a plant over where that child was sitting. And if you watch it again, you'll just see Renee Zellweger just becoming very interested in the greenery and shrubs, just trying to figure out what makes them go. How was Tom Cruise? He was awesome. Like one of the coolest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. And yeah. he was, you know, he, He's been taking that, uh, he's been getting battered by media and by people's perception of him. Yeah. He jumped on Oprah's couch. And yeah, that was weird to jump on a couch because you fell in love. But um, hey, joy should not be contained. That's right. And especially when it, when it comes to matters of the heart, let it out. Yeah, so Buddy jump- Hackett says, as Buddy Hackett used to say to me, you got to let out your laugh. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll come out later as a thought. <laughs> that was perfect. Picture buddy, perfect. Buddy, you, Hold everyone. on, Buddy Hackett. No, no, no. Stop reading and talk to me. Buddy Hackett also said to me once, "You want?" he was like a father to me. He goes, you want to know the secret to show business? Here it is. Oh, to be in Nagasaki where the women chew the baki and the men say, woo, wacky, woo. I go, that's it? He goes, that's it. One other thing. Elton John, gay. And that's really it. <laughs> All right, continue, please. Laughter Sorry. is the best medicine, I swear. You're, I don't even care that you were 28 minutes late anymore. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> well, no, nobody even knows unless you spread the bad news. I know, I know, I know. Hey, no, that's that's over. You, we're, we're moved on. If you think this is all over the place, I want you to have the awareness that you only hear what I've edited. 
So my head perfect. is a lot more all over the place. Picture perfect. Oh, such a crush on you during that movie. Mm, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a neat experience because I had, Jerry Maguire hadn't come out yet. And uh, Glenn Gordon Karen, who wrote the movie, he also created Moonlighting. So he knows about chemistry, like two people having chemistry. Um he really took a chance on me because I had no credits. I was just a comedian. Jerry Maguire wasn't out yet. And John Stewart, John Corbett, Tate Donovan, Billy Baldwin, like all these like gorgeous leading men auditioned and screen tested for the part. There was like five or six of us at the end. And he just told Fox, this is the guy, trust me. And he really took a chance on me. I'm very grateful. Wow. You're just as handsome as all of them. Who's the, your favorite person you've ever worked with? Wow. I know. That's um, not easy. Okay, you can pick three. No, no. Well, there's people you fall absolutely in love with. Uh, Melora Walters I fell in love with. Not not deviant, not sexually, just somebody you meet and you realize you're sort of, you're from the same pack from long before you were born. We did a movie that never came out called Speaking of Sex, Bill Murray, Catherine O'Hara, James Spader. We were in that, and we shot that in Calgary, and we just fell in love, and we, um, like, we're still in, in contact. We're still dear mm-hmm. friends. Um, Al Pacino was really fun because when you get beneath the aura of Al Pacino, there's, like, a real silly guy in there that I don't think anybody gets <laughs> to see. You know those shooting galleries where you shoot a rifle at a bear or a man? You know, at the carnival? Man playing piano, you shoot him in the back, you play the piano, you shoot a bear, the bear growls. I want to see the bear walk over to the guy with the rifle, chase him home. Wouldn't that be It's like actually hilarious idea. <laughs> you're like, wait, what action? You have to act. You're like, no, we can't act now. I'm confused. The guy, Michael Corleone, is telling me bits. Um, um, Tom, Tom Cruise is way up there because he's... He was just, like, present. If he pumped gas in Minot, North Dakota, they'd still find him. He'd still be Tom Cruise. You can't, you know, like Julia Roberts. You can't. She'd always be Julia Roberts. You can't hide that kind of light. Yeah. Um, but then there's people that, like Paul Schultz, who was the priest on The Sopranos. He was also in that movie, Speaking of Sex. Wow. Hilarious. Fun. There's just some great... Buddy Hackett is my number one favorite person I've ever worked with on the TV show Action. He became like a a father figure to me and a mentor about comedy. Like He really emptied me out and refilled the cup like an old Buddhist uh, koan. I love your sayings that you have. I love some of the things that you've said so far. Sun on your back, filling your cup, like deep. I love it. Well, okay. you got to... Look, life's it's a cruel world. It's unfair, and it's it's very confusing, which makes it more unfair. Like, we're both divorced. Neither one of us got married to have it end and have it be that uncomfortable before it ends. And um, at some point, you have to learn to just let the good and, and accept that you're good, too. Right. And a, the whole world runs on fear. Everybody's afraid. Every argument you have is assumption with somebody else. Theirs or yours. Um and at some point, you got to realize life's happening for you, not to you. And you just got to let the good in and realize the universe or God 
whatever your thing is. Nobody dies because God needed them. Like, send me Tom. Like, no, you ain't got time. Or she, well, it's a she, I know for a fact. She ain't got time for that. It's um, it's just a big, beautiful world. You just got to let the good in and see that it's no matter how bad things are going for you, it's actually, you're okay. You've always been okay. You've always been okay. You will always be okay. True. Very true. Jay Moore, if you just tuned in, you've been performing stand-up since you're 16 years old. Well, you're, I know you know that as a fact, so is that a question? Yes. Yeah, ha- so, like, how did it start at 16? I mean, at 16, oh. I, God, I don't remember what I was doing. Um, I'd like to know. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you later. Little girl guard, why don't you stop your crying? Here comes Ivor, the dirty engine driver, to make you feel much better. Sorry, it's from a Who song. Um, I would say at 16, I was watching a lot of comedy, and I would wear out VHS tapes. Those old VHS tapes, I would just tape over everything that was ever on them. And it would be four hours, three minutes at a time of stand-up comedy from late-night TV shows. And I just loved comedy. I always watched comedy, Star Search, Evening at the Improv. Star the Search. Show, all of it. Yeah. Three and a quarter stars. <laughs> uh, you knew who was going to win on Star Search by the name. It would be like a dance crew. It would be like, Fantastic Supreme, four stars. Lump of garbage, one star. <laughs> so I was watching comedy. There was a public access show, Evening at Rascals. Rascals was a comedy club the next town over in New Jersey and West Orange. And they had uh, public access. They would show the comedians. They would film the shows. And I watched that all the time. And then one night I was watching it and it said, one of the commercials was, if you're a teenager between the ages of 13 and 17 and want to try stand-up comedy, come on down on this Sunday at noon. First of all, I love that in the commercial they explained to me what a teenager is. Bunch of dummies. <laughs> oh, that's a teenager. Cool. So I'm 29. I want to know if I can still get in on that action. So I went and I tried it. I just when I saw that commercial, a light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, oh, that's why I love comedy. I'm supposed to be doing it. And it wasn't like, let's see how it goes. It was a door opened and it was just having Montana in front of you. Just It was mine. Like, it was all my territory. Like, this is exactly it. It wasn't, I hope it works out. There was no other option. And when I tried it, it was, you know, it's noon. And you're doing comedy in front of other teenagers with their parents in a basement in New Jersey, it didn't go well at all. And it wasn't until I met Buddy Hackett where he said to me, stand-up comics, we're special people. This is what Buddy Hackett said. He goes, the first time you tried comedy, you're using 0.1% of your actual talent because you're overwhelmed. Your monitor is at 100. Like, everything is, what's that noise? Why aren't they laughing? This is terrible. I feel weird. And they still invited you back to do it again. So, that was really, that stuck with me when he said that. And when I did stand-up comedy, I met other teenagers that said, what are you doing Wednesday? Because there's an open mic in Hackensack, New Jersey. And like, what are you doing Saturday? Because there's a place in Montclair. And I realized, oh, I, find, I found my tribe. Suddenly I was a part of uh, a group that I loved. Because I was, you know, in high school, comics were all like friends with everybody, not like really the friend of anybody. And plus I was a wrestler. So that made it more of like a monastic life. <laughs> right. When I did comedy, I, I felt I was finally a part of a community. Do you ever get nervous? No. Wow. Do you get nervous before you go to work? Uh, nope, not really. Not anymore. I don't even think mm, once in a blue moon, not often. Yeah, it's like that, really, because it's the job. That's your job. Right. And I've been nervous in the last, let's say, 
five years, like two or three times, I've gotten really nervous before I realized I was entirely prepared. And then I wasn't nervous anymore. When I, when I hosted the NHL Awards, for some reason, I was really nervous. It was live. It was on like TNT or I don't know, one of those networks. And I was so nervous. And I just had this moment where I kind of sat down. I went, I wrote all these jokes and they're in a teleprompter. And all I have to do is read jokes that I've written. And I went, yeah, this is weird. Stop being nervous. You're a fool. I was going to ask you, do you use note cards or is it teleprompter or like like when you're up there on stage, do you have like... Some, never. 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 It, no, it's in my head. If I have note cards, I don't refer to them. If I have like... The big trick comics can use is instead of like having a notebook, which I hate when comics have a notebook on stage, it's like, be, be a pro. Like you, And comics will go like, what else? I don't know. You tell us what else. That's why we're here. <laughs> um, if you take a napkin and you just write a couple bullet points on a napkin, put your soda or your water on top of the napkin, and then whenever you take a drink of water, you just look down at the stool and nobody knows that you're cheating. Is your, looking ma- at notes. Is your material changing all the time or is it mostly like about your personal life, things that are going on? It is always primarily about things that have happened to me um, and my sort of how I see the world. Like, this isn't right. Right, guys? Everybody just needs to relax. (laughs) It's pretty much the overarching theme of my show. And I I just share stories about myself that I don't think anybody would ever really share except with a psychiatrist. <laughs> but I think that's what makes my shows the best. I know that's what makes my shows the best. So you're going to do. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Jay. No, don't be sorry. There's a quote I heard once. Don't be the best at what you do. Be the only one doing what you do. And I'm definitely the only one doing what I do, which makes you the best. You are the because, best. Um, comedians dive deep. You know, we, we dig around where people get freaked out and they leave them in mind. And I know I'm sharing things that people don't share. You're going to be at the Ridgefield Playhouse, so close to me, on April 7th at 8 p.m. For tickets, 203-438-5795. What a show that's going to be. It is going to be what a show that's going to be. It'll be the best show you've ever seen in your life, I promise. Everybody I, listening. I bet. Who who wouldn't you, want to be there? You, hey, you know, Yogi Berra once said, if people don't want to come, we can't stop them. So you don't know. <laughs> But I'll tell you this, if you live like an hour away and you're thinking, eh, but it's an hour drive. Well, I'm flying five hours to be there, so you can drive once. That's right. Have you been to the Ridgefield before? No, I'm excited about it. Too. Oh, it's I'm such, really excited. It's such a such an amazing place. It's just quaint, and the, the crowd is always so good there. And you know they have refreshments and drinks and popcorn and all the good stuff. It's I like, love you selling a comedy show is that they have refreshments. You're adorable. <laughs> You're adorable. Well, they, you know, I love uh, little kid soccer because sometimes they bring you orange slices and Capri Sun. I do like that too. Yes. You're adorable. <laughs> You're a cutie. Thank you, Jay Moore. I see you. <laughs> well, I'll see you on April 7th at the Ridgefield Playhouse. I am. Yeah, make, make sure. Be vigilant. Make sure we meet. Because I'll just be in my head and I'll be backstage and I won't know, I don't want to where to look for you. Just be aggressive and come get me. If they tell you you can't go anywhere, tell them to kiss your ass. I, I promise. I'll, I'll send Excuse them the recording. Excuse me, I'm Wendy Sloan, baby. You better get out of my way, honey. <laughs> Jay Moore, you're amazing. I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you and meeting you in person April 7th at the Ridgefield Playhouse. 
Uh, do you have my cell? Did it come up on your guy, your producer's uh, thing or whatever? It didn't. I'll call. Oh, I'll call back and make sure you guys have it, and you can have it. You can text me the day over, or whatever. Okay. No, and bring whoever you want. Thank okay? you. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you, doll. Everybody, download this podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> Please, maybe I'll have a couple more by the time we meet. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.